The science of this evening, and it's the science of the independent grocer. And I told you the story last week when I was talking to Kevin Hedwick and to Chris Keane, the owner of Thrupps. And I said, Thursday, two weeks ago, so yeah, 12 days ago, I was wandering through the aisles of Thrupps, which is a wonderful store in Ilovo in Johannesburg, and wondering to myself, why don't they do more with this place? Why don't they make it? Why don't they spread it out? It's just it's a wonderful format. If you've never been into Thrupps, um, but you've been to the Harrods Food Hall, it's kind of like that, not as flash, and it hasn't got pheasants hanging from their tail feathers from the ceiling, thank goodness. But there's a butchery, and there's fresh food, and there's a, a great fish counter, and there's lots of imported product, and there's uh, lots of fresh stuff in, in the store as well. Uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome Chris Keen this evening, who is the owner of Thrupps. And you descended from the original, was his name Charles Thrupp? Charles Thrupp, yes. Tell me uh, about Charles my... Thrupp. My, he was my grandfather's uncle. So he's he, your great great uncle or something yes, like that. Yeah. Okay, your grandfather's he, uncle. I'm going to try and draw. Uh, I'm going to try and draw a, a family tree as, as we talk. <laughs> he was he was one of those pioneering Englishmen who came out and uh, that that was the days of the Witwatersrand uh, just discovered gold, and he came up from the Cape and realised everybody would like some decent products out from the UK and. Started a business literally 1892, as Johannesburg started. Uh, Joburg's 1885, so as Joburg is becoming formalized and bricks are being used to build build proper structures, he he opens up a shop, a a grocery shop. Corner of uh, Elof and President, and uh, Dusty Road looks like an old Wild West store. Got a nice photo of it, but the um, he he then brought in 1922 with the Great Depression. He brought his son. Well, 1922 was miner strike um, in, in Johannesburg. Yeah, well, yeah but the miner strike 1922. So he brought his his son into the business at that time, did he? At that time, from England, okay. and and my grandfather, who um, was his nephew, all right, by marriage. And they, together with Gordon Pierce, so that was a Thrupp, a Keen, and a Pierce, ran it for 50 years. And uh, thereafter, my dad joined 57 as uh, he had qualified as an accountant. And then he had 50 years with the business and 10, uh, 10, 15 years with me. And I bought the business from him in 1997. I joined in 88. And you make it sound like a prison sentence. Everybody <laughs> serves 50-year sentences and thrups. Um, so you've got a long way to go then if you, if you joined in 1987. Uh, I, I joined 87. 87. Yeah. You've got a long way to go before you can escape yeah. the clutches of thrups. Happily. But, but it's interesting because you bought the business from your dad and he bought it from his dad. Is, right. is that the way the thrups business is passed on through the generations? Yes. Well, um, the Thrupp, Edmund Thrupp, who was the, my, my grandfather's contemporary, was the businessman. My grandfather ran the, all the delivery businesses. He was an engineer by trade and had no business in the 1922 in, in England. So that's why he came seeking something different in the sun. And, uh, and Edmund Thrupp did a deal with my dad on the back of a serviette, my dad tells me. And uh, I did a very simple deal with my dad. In 92, my dad's two partners, uh, Ian Pollock and Chris Thrupp, who was a son of okay. Edmund Thrupp, they sold to me. And then I bought the rest of the business from my dad in 97. I wish I could remember his name, but we had a Canadian small business guy who was here earlier this year. Um, and he was saying that the only way for family businesses to succeed generation after generation after generation is that the next generation buys it from the previous generation because then you've got a real commitment to making a family business work. And clearly it, it's worked in your family. Yes, Bruce. I, for, for a small business, it's easy. Um, but yours isn't you know, that and small. And also because it's dad <laughs> and I can yeah. uh, pay him back over 
10 or 15 years. That's sure. how long it took. But the... Uh, naturally, if it was a big listed business, it's it's tricky. No, but family businesses are yeah. particular animals. And people yeah. are very critical of family businesses and say, well, this, you know, the first generation makes it, the second generation spends it, and the third generation loses it. Uh, and there's a very real reason for it. I mean, who says that your grandchildren ever want to be grocers and want to run the Thraps business? Yeah, exactly. Well? But I think, the, Bruce, the, the beauty of Thraps, to be honest, is is actually the staff. Um, you know, I'm an, I'm an accountant, so I'm an administrator, and it's quite an easy business to administrate but the you know the the story of thraps we've got i've got 20 staff with more than 30 years service Jeez. i've got uh, 20 years service about 40 staff and they mentor countless um uh, staff who come through the system and uh, hotel school students who who use us to to train and we we've got that and the relationship between those staff and our customers is is really you impressive. watch the dynamic i mean you watch the dynamic with people who are clearly regular customers and it's personal i mean it's a personal experience yeah. Therefore, do you not run the risk as you do a deal with famous brands as you have done, allowing them to use the Thrups brand to extend Thrups onto the four courts of total service stations, take probably the biggest risk of the last 120 years of the business? <laughs> no, definitely not. You know, Kevin Hedwig from Famous Brands has got a, a unique way of, of marrying us small businesses, and he's done it with quite a few over the years, as you know. Um, into their fold, and this one is particularly good. And I'm, I really must um, give an accolade to Total and Famous Brands because they're going to create sustainable jobs. And they take the the franchise, they make the franchise work in in multiple uh, forecourts, and uh, Famous Brands does that work which they do so well. Total pr- provides the infrastructure, uh, the capital. And we've provided um, a tiny bit of uh, expertise and uh, training of staff and the name. Okay. Um, but when we look at what the Thrupp's forecourt stores are going to look like, are they mini-me's of Ilovo? Um, because you're still, if you're going to do a convenience outlet, you've still got to do milk, bread and butter um, and maybe some ready-made meals and um, then some tins of baked beans and bully beef um, because at midnight that's what people buy in, in, at forecourt mm. stores. Does that not undermine the brand? We, or do you have only the best bully beef and only the best baked beans uh, hand-picked by maidens on Sri Lankan slopes or something along those lines. <laughs> Bruce, we will definitely uh, take a spread. And as you said, we, we do have to do the basics, all the bread, the milk, the butters. The But I think when it comes to bread, we will also throw in some speciality breads. Um, the deli lines and the fresh meats and the fresh products, fresh produce that we bring to the forecourt is going to be of a high level. Um, but there will be an offering. Everyone will be have access to an orange for eighty nine cents, which is in is the price in the store. And um, we'll offer to the LSM one to ten. But the emphasis from Total is that they would like to see the product um, provide an offering for uh, LSM seven eight nine ten. So you'll have five roses tea, but you'll also have Twinings Old Grace. Yes. Um, yes. You you will have. Um, baker's Romany creams, but you'll also have Nan's oat cakes with chocolate chips in them for argument's yes. sake. I mean, that's that's the kind of mix that you keep in the shop. Now, the difficulty is, of course, the shop has got a massive footprint 
Underneath the shop, I'm told, is a massive kitchen with 12 or 15 permanent chefs um, that spend all day cooking and, and, and then the, the delivery vehicles and all of that sort of stuff. You've now got to get this down into a format that works in a garage forecourt, which is, what, 150, maybe 200 square meters if you're lucky? Well, 150 to even 100 to 150. Okay. But it's amazing what you can fit into 150 in this modern modern age. You know, shop fitters these days are very clever. <laughs> they, they find ways to to create space. And also, whereas in the store in the Lovo, we may have three or four facings of something. We'll have one in, yeah. the, in the forecourt. And, but it's going to be an experiment. We'll have to work with products and... You must also remember each community determines what you're going to sell in that sure. area. You and know, not everybody drinks Earl Grey. And uh, we definitely, if the customer comes in and says that they would like Earl Grey, we, we get it. Uh, Elizabeth in Tableview has got, got a memory. Um, what, what's, your, what's your Thrupp's memory, Elizabeth? Uh, Bruce, I'm 60 years old, and my grandfather used to get a suckling pig from Thrupp's for Christmas. A suckling pig. So this is a youngish pig um, with an apple stuck in its mouth and then no, roast, no, no. roasted whole. My mother had to put the apple in the carrot in. Oh, she had to do we all the got, hard he work He was herself. a delivery it's... man for Thrupps. He delivered on a little scooter. And, um, and that's I, the memory I have. And I can imagine that he he was invited in to have a cup of tea and, uh, <laughs> and he, as he delivered his suckling pig. But I can picture it, yes. Uh, Elizabeth in Tableview, thank you very much. Um, I want to talk about the delivery mechanism because in the day of internet shopping, in the day of bulk buying, in the day of uh, paying suppliers over three months as the big retailers tend to do, how does a standalone grocer retailer in South Africa survive? The family-owned business of Thrupps uh, this evening. It is the science of the independent grocer. Chris Keane is the owner of Thrupps. He is a descendant of the Thrupps by marriage. Um, that's where the Keane family came in. His grandfather came and worked for the uh, in the Thrupp business and he bought it from his father and he bought it from his father as uh, the way the, which, uh, the, the world of the Thrupps work. Um, will, will the business go down to the next generation of Keanes in the same way it came to you? I hope so. Um, are they I've, I've keen? Sorry. <laughs> yes, they are. And, uh, you know, I want them. They're both at university. My, uh, Ashley and Reese are one Stellenbosch and Tuckies, and I want them to do 10 years of, of their professions, teaching and engineering. And I hope one day they do become involved. But they are already. Uh, it's, it's a business that you don't have to uh, – I, I, I was with my dad for 10 years mm. before I joined. And I studied as an accountant and I used to come in on Saturday mornings and have long conversations with him about how it works and... Uh, and has it, has it changed dramatically? I mean, there's their legendary stories, old Johannesburg. Now, whether there's any truth in this or not, I don't really care. But Josie Dale Lace, who was a legend of her day, downtown Johannesburg, wife of a landlord, they lived at the house Northwards, which is just as you go on the M1 South, just before you get to town, there's a beautiful old house that was owned by the Dale Laces. Um, a lace mine, diamond mine, was named after uh, after Mr. Dale Lace, I think. But Josie Dale Lace was a, a, a an adventurous sort and there was a rumor maybe it was horses maybe it was zebras but she would inspan these animals and ride to thrups to go and collect her groceries once a week i mean those are the legendary stories it's not one you've heard i can believe it Uh, i haven't heard the zebra story but uh, i can imagine it i can imagine those days they were 
Uh, it was a mining town and it was probably a lot like the Wild West. You go up a dusty street, whether it's on a horse. In those days, everything was by horse or by, by bicycle. How did the business evolve? It was a, so it was a downtown Johannesburg store. It, when did it then move further north into the suburbs? It was a trading store, but in those days, the, the bulk of the business was delivery to, to where people lived. When would it be and done initially on horses and bicycles and all of that sort uh, of stuff? And ca- horse and carriage. So the delivery model has been there yeah. since the beginning? Right from day one. Yeah, they, were, they were traders, and they would bring in, I mean, there's, uh, I've got a journal that shows a grand piano <laughs> which was brought from England on a ship and, and sold brought by to the Vitbartis run, sold by Thrups to, to some uh, family, probably Westcliff or Parktown North. Those uh, Parktown. Parktown, yeah. Those were the two old on the ridge. And those, um, you know, those days evolved into bicycles and, uh, as our previous caller said, scooters where the delivery men would literally drive out to the suburbs, take the order, go back, compile the order, and then take it out to them on the horse and carriage or... Uh, obviously, the motorized versions came through. Do people about. still phone their orders into Thrupps? Absolutely, yes. No, Isn't that got, a bit uh, antiquated? No, 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 no. the the personal um, The personal touch is is what we're about, and I think the majority, certainly an older age group, uh, still enjoy the phone call. They have conversations with our staff. Um, we've got four or five staff taking orders permanently, and they one of them is also a descendant of of the Thrupp family. And she um, has relationships with customers that have been going for 20 years. You've heard of this newfangled thing called the Internet. (laughs) And people apparently, they go on the thing called a computer and they put their orders in and then people deliver. So the delivery is not, you know, the delivery is there, but it's called the Internet. It's wonderful. Have you tried that? 2000, we had our first site, believe it or not. Uh, Cost a fortune. um, Very difficult. Uh, Dealing... Oh, I, I think everybody is struggling with online shopping. I really do, across well, the board. with groceries. Yeah. You know, I think it's easy to buy a, a guitar. Yeah. Uh, you can go look and see what you buy. Go to bid or buy and you can buy anything secondhand. It's, it's, it's simple uh, enough. Groceries is about touch, feel, smell, talking, people's words. Uh, it it's needs interaction. And, and, and coping in, in, a, in a world where if you're a spa franchisee, for example, you've got the buy power, buying power of a spa behind you. If you're a pick-and-pay franchisee, you've got the buying power of pick-and-pay. You've got you. You're buying, you know, 100 boxes of oatcakes or whatever the case might be, and you're putting it in. You don't have that sort of scale, do you, um, well, when it comes to, to no, purchasing? Well, the beauty is we've got – we were around for – 99% of our suppliers uh, when they started, and they started with us, and they're all still with us, but the the best part is that they, they recognize who we are and they look after us. They send good people to, to supply us, and uh, they get the products to us. Some We've had some difficulties. Uh, if certain suppliers have said, no, you don't buy enough, but then we put in a competitive supplier, and it does incredibly well yeah i mean it's a really interesting how it's evolved and how you've maintained i think the integrity of the original brand because you do retain a lot of the history you do i mean you go into the thrupp store and there's part of the original i don't know if it's original signage but certainly it's dated signage 70 80 90 years old yeah, no we've got certain artifacts uh, they are dotted around the store we're going through a renovation so uh, funny enough my, my wife's organizing a a timeline designed well modern design of the history oh fantastic which is going to come out in october it's brilliant jillian in florida quick memory from you please jillian yes 
I would just like to say to you that my mother stayed in Auckland Park and she owned racehorses and she was 85 years old. She died two years ago and that throps and that wonderful way of living, it's absolutely fantastic. That's what people want nowadays is that personal touch with yeah. this internet. It's just not a way to live. Thank you, Gillian in Florida. What about you, Pat in Roosevelt Park? It's Pat Sidley. Hello, Pat Sidley. Up until very recently, for my mother, I did all the ordering at Thrupp's on the telephone. I didn't use that uh, newfangled thing for the <laughs> computer. I did it on the phone to a lovely lady called Wendy. There we go, Pat and uh, Pat uh, Sidney in Roosevelt Park this evening. It is just, I mean, and that, and that's the warmth that people have toward the brand. Will you retain that warmth though as you get into bed and franchise the business with Famous Brands? Uh, absolutely, Bruce. I, I must tell you, the this opportunity with Famous Brands and Total has given me the opportunity to move in a slightly different direction, and it's been a long time coming that I need to to hand over to some of the staff, well, to all the mm. staff. And we actually want to grow the business. The retail business in Elovo is is a business where the staff must participate. I think yeah. the model for the future is all those staff must in some way participate in the profits. And I move on to a, a different era of of looking after the brand. Now, it's, it's a remarkable story, and I'm delighted that you do. You know that Kevin Hedewick has a secret desire, what was a secret, I'm telling you, to buy you. He wants to own you or at least own a stake in you. Um, and he says, yeah, no, we're just courting each other. Do you uh, see it the same we, way? We have good banter. He's, uh, three years we've been having a regular cup of coffee. and uh, I think uh, he's done most deals over cups of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got Natasha yeah, Sederis from Tasha's. Right. Um, Mug and beans. Uh, in there. Absolutely right. Uh, well, on Monday, um, we got the guys from Total because I'm just seeing an evolution in the forecourt. And Total, um, I got an email from somebody today saying not only are they chucking mung and beans in there, but their wakaberries going in. And Famous Brands is really monopolizing the forecourt, but bringing in thrups into the forecourt as well as part of that experience to swap some of the bonjour stores out. Um, and uh, then also bringing in dry cleaning, almost creating mini villages, if you like, yes. um, at the garage forecourts. Well, it's, it's community and they understand it. And as I said earlier, they, they're doing South Africa a great service. The fabulous story this evening, the owner of Thrupp's, Chris Keane, tonight enlightening us on uh, his side of the story when it comes to extending the 120-odd-year-old brand of Thrupp's.